0: Yeah, you gotta wake up pretty early in the morning. Hey Ray. Hey Jay. Waking up early in the morning to read podcast
1: material. It does feel a little bit early. Yeah. It's not. No. Really.
0: Sometimes we record these at, at the end of the day, yeah. so to speak.
1: Yeah. My voice. I might have to do a couple of the uh, uh, uh here and there. You know. Uh, I backed um, off the mic for that.
0: I'll we'll have to edit those. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Edited. By Jay. Yeah. They fired him, Bob Garfield, from the on the media. I don't know why. Huh. I miss
1: him, though. It's yeah. lame without him. The, the, the editing skills. Uh, you know. Yeah, sure. Anyway. I mean, really, as we know, it's all in the edit. It is all in the edit. It doesn't matter what you got anywhere else. It all comes down to that edit.
0: Look at that Sunny Days Youngstown
1: Shakedown 2 trailer, for, for sure. example. It's great. All my clothes smell like dough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: So here, I'm sorry, people. <laughs> I think people enjoy it. I don't, you
1: know, I hope our listeners enjoy.
0: It's morning. It, it, well, for us. Yeah, for us right now. Yeah. We just bought the um, Death Wish
1: Coffee. Death Wish Coffee, yeah.
0: Whole nine yards not sponsored
1: by Death Wish Coffee. But we haven't tried it yet. No.
0: Would, maybe if I had had some of that, I'd feel even more alive and with vigor.
1: It does purport to be the strongest coffee known to man. <laughs> I don't know what the tag is, but yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that later. We'll, uh, we'll dive into that. Yeah. Because it'll be a nice pick me up. <laughs> so but t- this isn't a coffee episode. We've got a couple of those, and maybe yeah. we'll get a couple more in the future.
0: Yeah, we'll just stick it right in there. Yeah. If we're not dead from our death wish.
1: Right. Death wish. Right. Really though. I mean bad marketing can kill off the people who buy your product. Death was well, I coffee. guess uh what's it called does that. So yeah, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So, hey. Hey. So L's, That's, which we could barely say in Pittsburgh. We're not good at the L, L. L's here. It it's challenging for us yeah. to to say L. You I gotta mean, really yeah. want it. <laughs> <sighs> but your L word My or L phrase L. is uh, I'm going to start us off today with a little phrase that I I, I actually tossed this in our mix because it popped up, and I was like, wait, what? Lazy Susan. Ha. Huh. <laughs> Not lazy Susan. Lazy. Lazy Susan. Yeah. Which, of course... It's
0: that spinny thing in the middle of the table with the, um... Yeah. You know,
1: condiments or what have you. Check. Yeah. First part, check. A rotating tray, generally circular, which is placed on the top center of a table in order to assist in moving food around to all the diners on all sides of the table.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you still got to lean in. And, yeah. And hopefully have a round table.
1: Sure. Perfect. Even better. Yeah. No corners here. Everyone's equal. Uh, Which is good at at a table However like If you're giving An oration Or even a performance It's tough to do In a round Because your back Is always towards somebody (laughs) Anyway Yeah Yeah You know You know it's like It's that whole thing It's like an idea of Yeah we're all Equal But Some of you will see my back For a portion of the speech (laughs) Anyway That has nothing to do with this At all (laughs) It really, you know, it really doesn't. No, not at all. Yeah. I, my first encounter with Lazy Susans were the, uh, the corner cabinet in a house, which I don't know is technically a Lazy Susan or not. But if you're, when your kitchen cabinets, you know, join at a corner, you've got the corner cabinet, which spins.
0: It was a a great way to make more use of that dead space. Perfect use of it. You don't have to go crawling in there with a flashlight to spin (laughs) the thing.
1: Yeah. Um, I, yeah, and then and then you graduate to the uh, the one in the closet of the kitchen, perhaps, which has your spices on it, maybe some flour, other seasonings. Spin that bad boy around. But I, I don't know if I've experienced the giant table one until I was, you know, much, much older. I say much older. I mean, a teenager, maybe. Yeah. But yeah, my first, but the definition really is uh the rotating tray that sits on top of a table. I think...
0: Maybe when they first were introduced, I don't know. Well, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm saying maybe earlier back, or especially maybe in the 70s or 60s, it's a chip and dip. They were Mm -hmm. more popular at homes, and then they sort of faded away to me, but at events, or maybe they're popular with caterers.
1: Sure. Restaurants make perfect sense. Um they have the, uh, the, the, the table the, like the porch tables, the outdoor tables with them built into the middle too now I've seen, which is nice. those outside ones. But anyway, uh, these things have been with us for a, a minute in devices of such such a nature, perhaps not this specific device. Can go back all the way to uh, 13th century China. Stop it. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what I came across. But first of all, we, we just jumped right into the lazy Susan talking about it. How, how does a lazy Susan work? What is <laughs> what does it do? Uh, I I saw an internet video, a life hack video, if you will, as the parlance of our times, yeah. um, where where a person says, "You do you want to make a lazy Susan yourself for like a buck or a couple bucks? Here's what you do." You essentially get two discs, uh, and you put some ball bearings between the discs. The person I saw used marbles and two pie pans. Put some marbles put, a, put a, in a pie pan, put a pie pan on top, boosh, spinning platform. <laughs> I don't know who that was. I'm sorry I didn't credit you in this, but I, mean, I saw it. It's pretty
0: rudimentary.
1: But essentially, that's, that's really kind of what it is. It, it's just two, two discs uh, that rotate on a set of ball bearings really yeah Uh, yeah and it could be made from from any any material wood plastic whatever uh someone said marble that's that's hefty be kind of hefty yeah i
0: think i've seen a marble one
1: um and they're the most common sizes which is a as a wide range range from 12 to 48 inches (laughs) four foot uh lazy susan that's a big table folks yeah that's like pretty a big, you know, pretty big you table
0: chocolate fountain at a wedding or something
1: yeah, yeah yeah uh that's 30 to 122 centimeters just in you know for everybody
0: yeah for make it nice
1: um but yeah like we said the, the kind of the, the small normal i am not want to say normal the small one that i'm familiar with some folks are familiar with more more along the lines of uh you put some condiments on there, you put some spices on there in in the closet yeah
0: maybe it's 16 inches in diameter. yeah, something
1: that's uh, that's whatever yeah. um, so our you know, our good friend, uh, the OED, says uh, that this term, the specific use of the word lazy Susan, uh, comes to us from an advertisement in the December 1917 issue of Vanity Fair magazine. Yeah uh, yeah. Uh, Ovington's department store. It's, which is gone by yeah, now. Uh so many. A, a A New York, I don't know if it was, I'm guessing it was a department store. A New York store is all I have. Uh, they ran an ad. Uh, it was a, a two page Christmas promotion that uh, had a bunch of fancy, sort of newish uh, uh, household possible gift ideas. <laughs> and in this list of possible gift ideas, item number 365, mm. a mahogany tabletop tray that measured 16 inches in diameter and cost $8.50. But this was no ordinary tray. Couldn't be for $8.50 in 1917. Uh, this was, like I said, mahogany mounted on a some kind of base. I don't know if it was a mahogany base as well, but it revolved on ball bearings. And it says, to quote, to help you serve things easily. Uh, the copywriter then came up with this description, $8.50 forever seems an impossibly low wage for a good servant and yet here you are lazy susan the cleverest waitress in the world at your service mm. i didn't read it very 1917-y um, well, i mean they're so they named this thing this this advertiser in uh, for the copywriter for ovington's uh did name this the lazy susan like it was uh, a waitress in the middle of our table spinning around right exactly this was this was the uh the right exactly cleverest waitress in the world which <laughs> mm, i don't know about but anyway <laughs> um see
0: her get me some
1: coffee <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, i think it goes on to talk about kind of uh more hostess help uh i don't know if that's a title of an article to be honest um but they they were saying you know the uh, we need some uh, some household help. Uh, there was a lot of efficiencies that maybe we can find markets for and, and things like that. And around uh, 1917, with the uh, World War One going on, uh, people were looking for. I mean, essentially, you know, answers to uh, to servants, if you will. People were preoccupied. Yeah. Um, immigrant women were the main source of domestic help and uh during the war immigration was way down so we couldn't uh couldn't exploit those folks in the way that they had hoped um but although this this lazy susan comes to us in new york from a copywriter for ovington's uh store in in new york as i said this this is not an american invention or or idea the encyclopedia of furniture has this listed as a 1795 deal. The rotating tabletop tray is a takeoff of a a 18th century European dumbwaiter, which I was surprised to see the phrase dumbwaiter used in this way, because I was also only familiar with a dumbwaiter being kind of that little pulley elevator, right?
0: The commander said, don't worry, I don't have the authority to kill you today which was positive for that day anyway. In 1993, Chris Moon was captured by the Khmer Rouge while clearing landmines in Cambodia. With survival probability low,
1: Chris was brought in front of the boss. He was just given a local nickname, Mr. Clever. Hi, I'm Steve Windows, host of the Batting the Breeze podcast. I'd
0: love you to check out how Chris survived, along with some other great human stories at battingthebreeze.com. Hopefully see you there. Yeah, take t- take your dirty plates down to the dishwasher in the basement.
1: Right, but this dumbwaiter uh really was what it is. This is this is a dumbwaiter. The dumbwaiter was uh many trays and stood on the floor. Several trays from the floor, uh, you know, feet high off the ground. Larger at the bottom, smaller at the top, so easier to whatever, you know, with the weights at the bottom so it doesn't tip over. <laughs> uh but they were used for you know everything you'd put plates on it you'd put uh food on the top you'd put silverware on it you'd put other bits of whatever you would want and really became this kind of substitute waiter in a sense right in your house which was functionally uh the same as lazy susan and it was to kind of basically just assist (laughs) they do say the the woman the woman of the house uh in her hostessing duties (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> At the time. Uh yeah.
0: That kind of gal.
1: So right, this dumbwaiter. So uh, why but okay, we 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 had the dumbwaiter, which again I didn't know that, that was called that. I always knew them as Lazy Susans. Why why Susan? Why Susan? Yes, why Susan? Uh you know, there's there's conjecture, there's lore, there's lots of fun stuff here. I guess not really lots of fun stuff. But uh, you know, a lot of people say that maybe susan was just simply a common maid's name and that the the term lazy susan applied to this you know sarcastic i'm not sure i care for that example uh, there there's no uh Uh, the other lore is uh that thomas jefferson invented this device uh which was known as the dumbwaiter uh, for his daughter susan but at the time it was called a dumbwaiter and wasn't called old Lazy Susan when he invented it. So... Well, that's down uh, That the doesn't tics. make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but, it, it, you know, kind of like we find it's more of... Uh, it could be more likely that it was just based off of... Uh, you, you know, we like throw names into stuff. Like uh, Jim Dandy and Peeping Tom. Jolly Roger. Well, we figured that one out. More just, uh, you know, lazy susan you know z's you got there and there which we love we love language we love to hear things we make things for our senses that's what we do we love language we, we just love those things All, that appeal to it starts with an l also All love language, language. Yeah. yeah um so it it seems perhaps that this this marketer this uh copywriter at ovington's was just like oh this 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 plays well people will like to hear it and say it i'm gonna say lazy susan uh, so you know, that's speculation. Sure.
0: Uh, this copywriter may have been displeased with the energetic or lack of that of his wife.
1: Susan: Perhaps her yeah, that could totally have been, been what, what it was. It's like um, I'm going
0: to get back at her
1: and name a device. <laughs> uh, I did find that in uh, 1891, Elizabeth Howell, not Susan. No. Of Missouri uh, mm. was granted a patent for this, uh, quote-unquote, self-weighting table. And the patent is uh, relates to a certain new and useful improvements in self-weighting tables of the class in which the movable portion is supported upon rollers and mounted on a central pivot. It has for it objects, among other, to provide an improved table of this character in which provisions...
2: <laughs> Man, Jeez.
1: It, it just <laughs> yeah. it's, uh, it's saying we're preventing... It's going to prevent crumbs, dishes, you know, getting in between people and blocking conversations and getting away and also maybe making the table look a little bit nicer and neater. Uh, the patent doesn't kind of state the way that I gave up and made my own de- definition, but you know, there is a patent on this device. Uh, in 1891, even though, again, like I said, devices such a, of such nature kind of Are dated back to 13th century China, so we didn't really. Yeah. Anyway, but did they get a patent on it? Exactly. (laughs) What are your? What's the? Did you get the lawyers involved back then? No, I don't think so. You know, unfortunately, I think the the best reason we got to Susan is because of uh, the way we like language and the way we use words and sounds to to be uh to be effective. I like it. Yeah. So uh, 1917, we'll say Ovington's department store.
0: At Ovington's department store.
1: Yeah. Lazy Susan, stuff for you. (laughs) $8.50. $8.50. That's a lot of money, man. 1917. Yeah, that's a ton of money. 1917. Mm -hmm. I didn't look up the the inflation calculator, but I'm going to do it right now because I do want to know. Oh, good. It starts at 1913, so we're good. $1 million. 1917, purchase of $8.50. What do we got? 250 A $194. I was close. So, but I guess, things. I mean, I don't know what, you know, what sort of, I'm going to say wages we paid immigrant servants.
0: But. $194 gets you a permanent waiter if you just need your waiter to stand in the middle of your
1: table and spin around and hold your stuff yes. you just you just hold this and spin for me will you yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: you have to put the items right
1: in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> i want to look in to see how the dumb waiter transitioned though as well and this took over and then the the elev, you know the little pulley system with the i don't i just well, yeah. I, yeah i i, I, I mean didn't it look gets at that. me
0: to thinking because, I mean, you know I'm a fan of the old things and antiques and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. And frequently, you come across these floor-standing display units. They have multiple tiers, and you spin them around. Maybe We don't know what was in there at one point. Yeah. Nuts and bolts, but that would get really heavy. It would have to be really... And then uh, some are wooden and and have little compartments. Again, many mm-hmm. tiers that spin around mm-hmm. so that someone in a store could quickly sort through you still see uh greeting cards and 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 that sort of thing comic books on the spinning rack sure sure
1: so were they originally
0: dumb waiters too
1: they i mean i think so i think that's the idea and the dumb waiter uh is in reference to you know whatever i I don't know how it plays out in in the history of, of time i didn't we didn't look into that but uh basically a silent waiter one that cannot speak that we w- would refer to in the past as being dumb right yeah uh that's why they're called dumb waiters uh apparently because they're silent well you know besides the little when it spins
0: yeah plus that are not walking or
1: yeah right but it any, doesn't have to yeah, right it's not doing yeah. anything yeah right yeah. 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 yeah yeah yeah
0: well no one's ever accused rebecca of being a lazy susan no never
2: Allswell believes in the power of a good night's sleep for all. Their products feature innovative technology and unbelievable comfort and support without deflating your wallet. Combining the best of both worlds, the Allswell features hybrid mattress technology with memory foam and individually wrapped coils. For a winning blend of comfort and support, follow the link in the show notes for financing as low as 0%, a 100-night risk-free trial, free shipping and returns, and a 10-year limited warranty designed to make good sleep accessible to all real luxury unreal prices allswellhome.com whole nine yards is sponsored by big science music big science music is a can and one show award-winning original music and sound boutique providing scoring sound design radio podcast and audio post-production services for the advertising film and video industries Big Science Music also offers ADR, casting, and project management. Big Science Music's reels, full capabilities, and more can be found at BigScienceMusic.com That's BigScienceMusic.com
0: And we're back with our L
1: segment. Oh, nice. L. We did it. You said it. L. 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 If you think about it as an E-L, I think it helps.
0: L. Hey, that does help.
1: Yeah. Yeah, my my lazy tongue
0: there are several but i never know if they were spoofs that i saw somewhere along the way or if they were real hmm. with l it comes to mind sesame street i think people probably the world over are familiar with the sesame street characters
1: i believe it's it's a uh,
0: yeah cookie monster big bird and oscar and these people Yeah,
1: i believe it's been translated and shown in many many different places anyway
0: so They would sometimes do a song that was a popular song and then change the lyrics and make them about a letter or a number.
1: You you don't have to tell me. I literally have the Sesame Street Fever album right here next to me, (laughs) in the room with me and not next to me. Yes.
0: So Billy Idol's...
1: Yeah, that's with the rebel yell. Rebel yell. Yeah, rebel with the rebel yell. Yeah,
0: and they changed it to the letter L with the letter L. Ah,
1: yeah, <laughs> that's what's in my head. Anyway. Nice, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. We cried la la la. That's what I remember. Ah, <sighs> yeah, yeah, but I, I, you know, I enjoy those Muppets. That Jim Henson, I'm gonna let me say this. <laughs> <laughs> we talked. For Jim we talk about we talk I mean you and I talk about you know universal things and and, and people making impacts and trying to show us ways of the truth mm-hmm. versus the, the the muck that we're here with. I think he was one of those people truth can you picture that? Great song. It's all about picturing it in your mind and it, and it happens i mean it, it there's lots of stuff that 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 uh, that man imparted upon generations if we just took the time to listen
0: if we'd only stop yeah i i you know it hasn't had an impact on me i yeah. sat as a child yeah and yeah, yeah kermit i guess kermit or cookie monster
1: were my favorites nice. I, I do enjoy a good cookie monster I, i'm more on the the scooter kind of ernie boat the oh, yeah. the <laughs> the weird the weird nerd nerd characters <laughs> but gonzo i mean you just can't go wrong <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs>
0: so i i have an l word yeah nice and my l word is really part of a phrase all right low and behold low and behold yeah all right now the thing about low and behold for me is a okay i'm not the world's smartest fellow I have accepted that, but when something is served up to you and used in a way that you just take it and go, okay, that's what we do with that, I'll just do that, mm-hmm. uh, th- then you don't examine it like we examine these things now in, in the show. Yeah. So to me, lo and behold, sort of is as an element of revelation and surprise to it you know to Mm -hmm. me it always came with i open the door and lo and behold you know what i Mm -hmm. mean
1: yeah i i get you yeah it has that unexpected nature of it
0: and that's how if i rarely use it that's how i use it or that's how i think of it Mm -hmm. Uh, having said that behold for one i i like i like this You know, Old English, it traces back to uh, behalden and behalden, which I I like. It's like the same damn word. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it is presented from, you know, the OED as having a meaning that is sort of give regard to, to belong to. So behalden is uh, let us take notice Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Be halden.
1: Mm-hmm. Pay, pay. Right. Okay. Pay mine too.
0: Pay mine too. I got good, you. Yeah. Old English that is. Yeah. Not the not the fragrance. Or is there's <laughs> old English up? I mean, I know it's a malt beverage. It's a malt beverage. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's English leather is the.
1: Is old English a
0: furniture polish too? Man, I, it's it must be a lot of things. You gotta, if you have the malt beverage and the furniture polish both in your house, you you have to be careful. Very careful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah. Stuff shows up in in the uh, in the Bible as well here, King James, so early 1600s. It's just you know with uh, Billy Shake's time. Yeah, right in there. And Abraham said, "Behold." to me thou has given no seed. Hey there. Just keep your <laughs> keep that to yourself. And lo, one born in my house is mine heir. Okay. So we had we had a use of it there in the Bible, but sort of spread out. Did you get that? Yes. So this fine example put them together for the first time. In 1799, oh, they were about to party like it's 1799. <laughs> I mean, they must have had quite a feeling. A monthly review, August 1799. Wow. Here's a little... Really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. But low Exclamation point. And behold! Exclamation point. Oh, okay. Gallantry and Gentee are laid aside. The chemist... And the scholar are dismissed. And the color grinder appears. Now, I don't know what they're on about. But it's the first presentation of our friendly friend, lo and behold. Sure, it's broken up with exclamation points.
1: Right. Um, Still, though. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, 200 years. It's cold outside.
0: So I put on my sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah 1799 we first see it
1: huh that surprises me behold the mermaid i was gonna say i knew that what no i mean i figured that was coming it's gotta come i'll have to i'll have to to watch this movie splash yeah
0: it's a fine motion picture with eugene levy john candy
1: i mean right there i mean what
0: what more do you want
1: you can't go wrong
0: and then you got tom hanks leading the brigade and daryl hannah
1: yeah, no, I just you know one of those things that didn't didn't get me at the right spot. That's all. Anyway, there are
0: others, dozens. So <laughs> this is uh, what do you call it? Here is a funny thing. Um, in my research, uh, there were several instances where the word lok, "loke" l o k e and "lok" came up as Early versions of low, let's say for now, and uh, they claim to trace back to Middle English, but I, I can't find it. But I don't, I don't know uh, that that particular etymology, spelling, etc., from Middle English is critical. However, something had to lay the groundwork for low,
1: because
0: mm-hmm. uh, clearly by the 1600s, it was well-established.
1: Mm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Uh, right, because you saw it in the, yeah.
0: Here's another, you know, would be, uh, I believe, maybe uh, early 18th century uh, example of use. He, I, I see, I like this kind of speak. Here was I, sat down, full of love and respect to write my dearest friends a dutiful and loving letter. <clears throat> <Nice. clears throat> when lo... And behold, I was made happy by the receipt of yours. Oh. So this person yeah. is about to write a letter and bang, opens the parcel box, whatever they called it back then, or I don't know how you got mail and, you know, and there it was.
1: Yeah, they got a letter themselves.
0: Yeah. From the same person. You go out to the mailbox, right, Ray? Mm-hmm. And you retrieve... Many articles of mail, and you bring in the
1: mail. You bring in the mail. Yeah, you don't bring in the mails. No, no, can't do that. That's weird sounding.
0: So my inbox is full of email. Yeah, not emails.
1: No, that's what mine is. I don't know what other people's. <laughs> it's email. <laughs> you could say I brought in the letters. You sure could. But I, you know, even yeah, I, yeah. But, but some of it maybe uh Bills, circulars, no, really?
0: yeah. So it's not
1: letters, are no. they? No, I, I rarely get a letter, or if well, ever. You know
0: what your grandmother told you?
1: Yeah, you gotta write you gotta them. Gotta write get them. Let them. Get them. Yeah, no, hundred percent.
0: Hundred percent. Ah, so eighteen oh eight, little correspondence of Queen Victoria and Lady Sarah Spencer Littleton. Can we uh, can we cut those names down a little? Um, Hardington had just told us how he had worked all the morning when lo and behold, Deshaies himself appeared. So, what, what we begin to see in these uses, and, and some is a leap of faith, this was news to me. It, it lo means look and and behold seems to mean see. So it's it was really a sarcastic almost way of saying, if you look and see, here's the thing right in front of you.
1: So, Oh, I see. It has a little bit of a, sn- a snark to it. It
0: has a little snark to it. You know, it's a 1600s version of a snark, right. which is really a good
1: backhand. Very dry. Yeah. For what we would consider.
0: Uh, right, because yeah. they they were, had a better grasp of the language mm-hmm. than they got we the, do now
1: the subtleties and nuances of the
0: everything was language so they they used it they used it yeah so so really lo and behold while i had thought as i said earlier it it meant hey you are being surprised and it's being revealed mm-hmm. open the door and lo and behold but au contraire <laughs> They're really saying you moron <laughs> it's right here look and see <laughs> yeah, look and see buddy <laughs> yeah that's awesome so yeah and these little examples when you read them with that in mind, yeah, you realize, oh they're they're being rather um, flippant <laughs> so. Uh, while it's a simple one. Yeah. I'm a simple man. And it uh was enlightening nice. for me.
1: Yeah. And maybe
0: two of our other listeners out there.
1: I well, probably more than that. I, I have a question to go back to that last quote. Was that with, with Hardington? Hardington, yeah. <laughs> was the D word a name or a word? Did did you say like de show or what was it? Um, it, it was a name. Okay, okay. I
0: was and and I think in the context of the story, someone else had done the work that Hardington had, had claimed, claimed to, to do. have done.
1: Yeah, I see.
0: And so she's saying, "Look and see, this person's here.
1: Did the work. You know what I mean?" Yes, I wasn't sure because I was scrolling through. Uh, getting my research and i stumbled upon dishevel in the way and it's like a that first dishevel was like a dishevel kind of word that's why i was just curious it was like he said he cleaned up but look that was it was dirty and i just wanted to relate it to that but it doesn't relate so never mind
0: huh. no it doesn't relate there was an m before the name but i think it was it was to be a prefix but it was mm. just an M.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mr., Mrs., Miss, Master... I don't know what yeah, that was. Yeah, something. So I skipped it.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. The
0: mm, shades, yeah. Yeah. Right, so uh, lo and behold, I think there are some listener thoughts.
1: We have a listener thoughts. Listener thoughts. Listener thoughts, yeah. yes. Uh, comes to us from Chuck. Chuck? Says, I'm a long-time listener. Wait, do we know
0: where Chuck is from?
1: Uh, well, I don't know. We can look up... Uh, There, there was a a phone number in the email signature, so we could we could find out. We'll hunt you down, Chuck. But uh, I'm not I'm not going to read that on the air. Don't don't worry about that. No 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 worries, Chuck. Uh, Chuck says, "I'm a longtime listener, and thank you so much for the podcast." Yeah, they accompany me on many flights and long car rides. You have great banter and voices. Oh,
0: thanks, Chuck.
1: Well done! Exclamation point. Uh, Chuck suggests uh, a word for us that he he looked for to see if we had done but uh, could not find, uh, which is a phrase uh, that he says, uh, he wonders, uh, wait a cotton-picking minute. Uh, Asked if we had done that, he listened to it, and if not, he will listen. We have not done that. Uh, We can do that. I will say that it's most likely in a slave trade type of deal. So it's going to have some kind of racist undertones, but we can we, come sh- we, can, that on the we right can shine hand. a light, yeah, shine a light on that stuff and and so we know we know to do better in the future. Uh, so we'll toss it into the list, knowing well surmising what we uh, what we know or whatever, guessing what we think it might be, uh, but we'll shine a light on that stuff and say like, hey, eh, don't say that anymore or it's either gonna be sailing or racist. <laughs> it's, it's sort of. Oh. I think that's kind of how we can drive most of these. Really, if you keep digging hard <laughs> enough, you're like, ah. <laughs> <sighs> Lazy Susan had a you know a touch of whatever. We're we're better people the more we know. That's hey, all, lo and that's behold, all we know. was free and clear. Free and clear, yeah. Yeah, but the more the more you know, the better we can be. He's yeah, so, got that rainbow with the stars
0: exactly, flying around Exactly.
1: precisely. Right? Uh, but Chuck, thank you so much for writing in. Thanks, Chuck. Uh, he'd be signed at loyal listener. Oh man. Which thank you very much. That's hard feeling. We will we'll we'll put put it on the list and and see what we find. Putting on the list. <laughs> ah yeah. <laughs> oh man, nice. Now that's in my head.
0: Right. Yeah, I I I think I must have been watching something. Oh yeah. I was watching a, a um American uh football uh, game. Mm-hmm contest was the word i was looking for yeah and uh and one of the uh the announcers described the player as lanky and and that done i was like lanky yeah that's yeah. a word huh why don't we right so i yeah, added that to the list
1: l or l oh,
0: list. oh yeah lanky lanky <laughs> uh, we're sorry people yeah
1: so sorry it's our
0: pittsburgh thing and this is our
1: dialect yeah
0: it's I can't seem to shake it, so I've just embraced it. (sighs) And what am I going to do? It's
1: it's just—it's hard. Oxford. It's hard to hear hear yourself back and realize how yeah how nonchalant uh, we'll say. We all speak. Every one of us, across wherever we are, we all have dialects. We all have have fun bits, unless, of course, we're on the news, and then we have to be from everywhere and can't have an accent or dialect. But sometimes they do. Definitely do the music plays.
0: so nonchalant oh yeah that guy's gone oh, <laughs> yeah. no, he's gone yeah um that was a local guy local, who, uh, local. Ray was referring yeah. to yeah but anyhow <laughs> so listener thoughts hit us up with more listener thoughts
1: yeah Chuck wrote into the hey you at whole 9 org whole9yards.org oh yeah um, org but uh but you can come to us uh twitter instagram or reddit Whole Nine Yards Pod. Or on Facebook, still Facebook. Whole Nine Yards Podcast. And we'll read your letter on the air. <laughs> <laughs> Live on the air. <laughs> yeah, even if you curse us out. Yeah. We'll just have to edit it a bit or put one
0: of those adult content slogans. Right.
1: Expl- explicit.
0: Yeah, explicit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's fantastic news. It's raining out, but everything's going to be great. Yeah. I'm Jay. And I'm Ray. We're not idiots.
1: idioms. I oh, went up like, yeah. Just thought I'd try something. else. No, right. Whole good. Hey.
2: Thanks. Whole Nine Yards is written, recorded, and produced by Big Science Pods. Learn more at whole 9 yardsorg or contact Whole Nine Yards by emailing heyu at wholenineyards.org. 9 yardsorg That's heyu at whole number 9 yardsorg Whole 9 Yards theme music composed